I don't know. Wait, Different can ones. you do it? Just just do it one more time. Just one more time. Just one more time. I just want mm, one okay. more. Okay. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's podcast episode. Thank you, Brandon, so much for that beautiful rendition of I don't know what the fuck you're saying, but it was beautiful. Oh, anytime, anytime. <laughs> yeah, Brandon had no idea I was recording him while that, so that's really fun. I so <laughs> this is podcast number eight. Welcome, welcome, welcome to everybody. Back to not so brainy. We are so excited to be back. It's been a while, man. I miss you, Brandon. What's going on? Oh my gosh, I miss you too. Not much here recently other than just a bunch of like dorm maintenance trouble. It's been Dorm maintenance like air conditioners, like screen or what? Well, they turned the water off. One day we have lost what? water, so I, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> what? <laughs> they, turned, they turned the water off one day, and now my my heating has been broke for I don't know how long, and so it's average is about sixty five degrees in here. And I'm You're about joking to, to death. No. Oh <laughs> my god, that sounds horrible. It well, is. <laughs> what about you though, Brian? I mean, I'm sure you don't have. Haven't contracted hypothermia as I have, so how have you been? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, right now I'm wearing my usual elf costume, you know, the comfy thing, so that's really fun. (laughs) Just to keep myself warm because it's cold. It is a little bit cold in my room because I live right above my garage uh, when I'm at home. Mm. So, yes, but uh, things have been going pretty well for me. Um, I'm still at home. I'm going back, actually to school next Thursday so we can kind of get back into a normal swing of things but yeah I've just been home my friend Sarah is here we're hanging out you know we're vibing you know it's yeah. it's all good it's all good excellent all right Exciting. Say hi to Sarah to me I will Come. I'll let her know that you said hi um okay excellent. so just a disclaimer for this episode it has been a while so <laughs> for us too, so please be a little patient with us today as we get back kind of into the swing of things. The holidays were super crazy for me. I don't know about you, Brandon, but yes, <laughs> they were <laughs> they were wild. So let's get right into this episode. So this is podcast number eight, and the theme is Hardy-Weinberg Equilibrium and the unit evolution. So this is going to be our last evolution episode. <laughs> I know you're so sad about it, Brandon. It's just like depressing, you know. I can't describe it. It's just I know it because deep. of how much you actually care about this stuff. <laughs> More so, just the dinosaurs. But yeah, well, yeah. All right, enough crying. Okay, so this this week's essential question: <laughs> We are going to continue our feet to try and answer the question of how can slash do. We measure evolution. Well, I don't know if that was necessarily called for, but oh, I you will didn't like it? it. You didn't like I mean, my singing? I mean, I didn't say I didn't like it per se, but. <laughs> <yeah>. Okay. <laughs> so, last week, 
I don't. I mean, well, not last week. Last month, I guess we talked about alleles and genetics in preparation for this week, where we finally go over the principle of the Hardy-Weinberg equilibrium. And I am going to start this week off with a little story time. So oh, I know how much stories. you love stories. I know That's how right. much you love stories. So picture this. Ready? I want you to. Yeah. I want you to close your eyes and visualize really every single word that comes out of my face hole. Done. My eyes are closed. My brain is open. (laughs) Okay. So, it's 1908, okay? Mm -hmm. There's like kind of like a rustic vibe going on, you know? It's dark. It's gloomy. Okay? Black and and white. And yeah, it's black and white. That's what I'm picturing right now. And you're in this kind of like older laboratory, right? Ooh, I'm getting chills. (laughs) So there. A laboratory there instead of a laboratory. Yeah, (laughs) laboratory, not laboratory. No, we don't fuck Mm. with that. There are these two guys, and they have the most unfortunate names, but they're there. Okay. Uh huh. I'm so sorry if your name is Wilhelm or Godfrey, but they're oh. not my favorite names. Um, no, but oh. I love that for you Whoa. if that's your name. <laughs> Wilhelm's like German for William, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't even know that. that. Yeah. Well, there are these two guys, and they're just like hanging out in the laboratory, right? It's Wilhelm mm-hmm. and Godfrey, and they're meeting up in this Brit- British laboratory. Finally. Mm. After years and years of pen palling. <laughs> I like how you made pen palling a verb there. <laughs> yeah, they're pen palling. Uh-huh. One of them is a mathematician and the other is a gynecologist. And they're both eager to finally move out of their mm-hmm. mother's basements and actually make a contribution to the scientific community. <laughs> I, I don't blame them. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. So they're sitting in this dark science laboratory, right? They have drinks. They laugh. They talk about their exes. Oh, my. They get a little tipsy. You know what I mean? Like, they're just vibing, Mm. you know, thinking about the world. And so the tipsy Willem Weinberg says to the inebriated Godfrey Hardy, what if we create a theoretical equilibrium that can be used by population geneticists in order to attempt to measure evolution? Right? Well, there were a lot of words you just said that I don't know nor like, and I don't particularly know how to respond to that right. thing so, from good old Weinberg. Well, I mean, he also doesn't know what he's talking about because he is completely inebriated. So, uh, <laughs> so then Godfrey replies, wait, that's genius. Let's do it. But what do we name it? And then, of course... Wilhelm? Wilhelm. Yes, Wilhelm. Yes. Responds with, well, I came up with it, so let's name it the Weinberg-Hardy principle. Mm -hmm. And then Godfrey says, no, let's name it the Hardy-Weinberg equilibrium. And then they got to work. Boom. Whoa. And they made it just like that? And they made it just like that. Wow. I'm impressed. Okay. So, let's debrief a little bit from my story. Mm -hmm. None of that is based on any scientific factor proof. (laughs) I made it all up. (laughs) You just led me on right there. That's what just happened. That didn't happen. I mean, it could have happened. 
But uh-huh. <laughs> while that's not like actually like there are a few things that you can still draw from my story, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, those are actually their names. <laughs> oh, wow. Whoa. <laughs> Mind blown. Yeah. And, wow. And more than that, those are actually their professions. So, one of them was a gynecologist and the other was a mathematician. Okay? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then this is a possible scenario for what happened because who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll go with that. Sure. <laughs> who knows? Uh, no one. No one can know. I suppose. Okay. I mean, I'm- So let's get into what actually Hardy-Weinberg equilibrium is. So mm-hmm. Hardy-Weinberg equilibrium. Well, Brandon, actually, before I get into that, have you ever – I mean, I know we've talked about it in the podcast. But before the podcast, have you ever had any experience or grappled with this topic at all? The only memory I have in my – hidden in my brain of this topic – is in my biology class in high school, we had to write out terms like every week or so. Mm. And I remember looking in the back of a biology textbook and I remember reading that phrase in the glossary, but I never had to write it because it's a long <laughs> word. The definition was long. There was a lot of math. And I just, no, I saw the word. I remember seeing the word, but no, I did, I did not interact with it. And I refused <laughs> to interact with it. Okay. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Well, excellent. I'm going to give a bit of a more formal definition by the Not So Brainy podcast, uh, which is that the Hardy-Weinberg equilibrium basically tells us that population frequencies of alleles and genotypes will not change. They'll remain the same from generation to generation as long as there is the absence of evolutionary forces, which also known as AKA as long as the principles of the Hardy-Weinberg equilibrium are met, or the assumptions of the Hardy-Weinberg equilibrium. I can't even say the word now. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, so basically, like I said, it's we're talking about population frequencies. So the frequencies of genotypes, so how many people out of the entire population have this specific genotype and stuff like that. That's what we're talking about, and how they will remain the same from generation to generation as long as the principles or the assumptions of the Hardy-Weinberg equilibrium are met. Hmm. And the best part about this equilibrium for me is that this can't actually happen. <laughs> what, what? Like, this never comes into play in the real world. Like, as we know from this unit, all of, like, all the assumptions that we're about to go over will happen because it's life. Mm-hmm. Mutations happen. Sexual selection happens. Evolutionary forces, all of them, happen. It's life. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, all this stuff has to happen. But we use this idyllic world of no evolution in order to have a basis for what population genetics should, in air quotes, be. And Mm. then compare it to what it actually is. So how, so for example, we'll answer the question, how far off from Hardy-Weinberg equilibrium is this population? So in that way... You could, I guess you could say that the Hardy-Weinberg equilibrium is more of a sort of foundation on which we can build a better knowledge of genetics. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's how we kind of, well, well, we're talking more about population genetics in this factor because mm-hmm. it doesn't have, I mean, yes, yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. So we use this kind of theoretical and compare it to what actually is. And like, that's how we measure, that's how we attempt to measure evolution. And by we, I mean scientists. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay? 
Uh, Got it. Do you have any questions about that or are we good to go? Um, For now, we are good to go. Okay. I probably have more after the principles because I have some some thoughts are turning. But for now, no. None. All right. So the principles of the Hardy-Weinberg equilibrium, the ones that I'm going to name are based off of an article that I read in preparation for this episode on Hardy-Weinberg equilibrium and random mating by Jay Lehans in the Encyclopedia of Evolutionary Biology. You can look it up if you want to read it. We'll put a link to it in the summaries page as well. Okay. There are about five requ- uh, five requirements or conditions that have to be met in order for Hardy-Weinberg to be able to work. And when I say about five, there is a, there could be more, but we're not going to go over them in this podcast. Okay. Number one is random mating. So all mating has to be completely random and not based off of attractiveness, types, or anything similar. Also, matings have to occur in proportion to frequencies of genotypes. Brandon, I don't know if you know about any populations where that happens, but let me know. (laughs) Well, would plants fall under this? Because technically they don't select mates they just send their spores out into the that, is, spores, that is very true that is very out true. to the wind good good point i don't know if that would be in proportion to frequencies of genome that's what i was, yeah. i'm not sure that's what i was confused about but yes i'm not totally sure anyways number two there cannot be any natural selection mm-hmm. so obviously like we said no evolutionary forces that includes natural selection so no natural selection can take place or otherwise mm-hmm. this won't work mm-hmm. Number three, it has to be a huge population size. So there has to be a, a very large amount in the population. So, and this would make genetic drift not considered, like not considerable or not substantial. Hmm. There cannot be any gene flow or migration. So that's number four is that no gene flow or migration. So like I said, no evolutionary forces. Gene flow is an evolutionary force. No gene flow, right? Hmm. Yes. So if you wanted to move to another country, bam, you just ruined Hardy-Weinberg equilibrium. I didn't. <laughs> but wait. Oh, but did they themselves move to a different country if they went to Britain? Or are they from Britain? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, think I think they're both British. I think they're both British. So okay. it doesn't, I don't, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, that's right. Okay. <laughs> And then number five is that there can't be any mutations. So DNA has mm-hmm. to say exactly the same. Everything has to be perfect. No mess ups. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you have to tell that DNA polymerase, polymerase and RNA polymerase to get their shit together. And, you know, um, <laughs> anyway, biology jokes. Hardy, har, har. Anyways, so those are the five. So Brandon. Based off of this and what we know, can you think of that I can't? Are there any populations in a Hardy-Weinberg equilibrium? Oh, dear. Okay. Let's see. It definitely can't be an animal because they are almost always selective about their breeding or mating. Yes. So, I might. Well. I don't know. The answer answer. (laughs) actually is yes because there was this one time where I had a dream about oh a population gosh. of robots oh. where there was no random mating because it was all decided by a computer and perfectly mm-hmm. proportional. There was also no natural selection because it was prevented. There were millions of robots, so the population size was huge. None of them left because as Supreme Emperor, I didn't allow them to. <sighs> oh and my. they didn't mutate because they were robots. 
Wait, so does that mean that Hardy and Weinberg like saw the future because they created a tool for us to use once robots and machinery take over the planet and wipe out humans, they created an, equ- an equation to be used to okay, find the genetic I'm just gonna stop you right now. <laughs> wow, my mind is blown. That's incredible. These guys, I need to meet these guys. I wow. don't know if I would go that far. Also, they're probably dead. <laughs> oh, are they? That's because as this was created in 1908, they were probably pretty old by then. <laughs> Um, I mean, maybe they came yeah. out of the womb and started spinning it out. But maybe. realistically, no, there are no populations that are actually in that. Mm. But like I keep saying, we use this to kind of to model like the perfect population and then base changes off of that in order to measure evolution. Mm. So, I mean, it's kind of depressing that we, and this is just humanity in general, we compare ourselves to perfection that we can never attain. Oh my God, you're getting way too philosophical on me, Brandon. This is just biology. <laughs> Excellent. Sorry. It's early and my brain goes a weird direction. So I'm thinking. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. So I have very uh, well named this slide on my presentation notes. How do we math? Question mark. Oh my. <laughs> That's the question I've asked for years. Still haven't found the answer. So maybe we can today. <laughs> How do we math? Okay, Brandon, you have your calculator, right? Let me get it up. Okay. So, because I'm going to kindly ask you to do a couple of practice problems with this. Ah! Okay. So, if a population is in Hardy-Weinberg equilibrium, there are a couple of cool math things we can do with this. If you are like, if anyone listening is actually taking notes on this podcast, this equation would be a good one to write down. Obviously, we're not asking you guys to take notes. This is just a good equation to know. For this topic. The equation is, ready, Brandon? I am ready. P squared yes. plus 2PQ uh-huh. plus Q squared equals 1. Okay. And I'm sure you're probably like, well, what the hell is P and Q? Well, don't even worry about it. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Yay. So, P is equal, in this case, to the frequency of dominant alleles in a population. That we went over in last podcast, where we talked about the frequency of alleles, allele frequencies, Mm. right? That's right, I remember. If we use, let's, for example, use capital A and small a as the two allele types, P would be equal to the frequency of big A's in a population, and Q would be equal to the frequency of small a's in a population. Does that make sense? Mm. Yes, it does. Okay, perfect. So... In this equation, we talk, let's break it down into three parts. So we have P squared plus 2PQ plus Q squared. Let's break it down into three parts. So let's start with P squared. P squared in Hardy-Weinberg equilibrium is equal to the frequency of homozygous dominant genotype. Okay? Uh-huh. Or what frequency of the population is homozygous dominant? Okay? And that just uh-huh. works because of all of the principles or the assumptions of Hardy-Weinberg equilibrium is that if we square P, it will be equal to the frequency of the homozygous don- a dominant genotype. Does that make sense? Mm, I believe so. And then if we go over, move one over, chunk to 2PQ, 2PQ in Hardy-Weinberg equilibrium is equal to the frequency of the heterozygous genotype. Okay? Oh, okay. Yeah. And then Q squared in Hardy-Weinberg equilibrium is equal to the frequency of the homozygous recessive genotype or what frequency of the population is homozygous recessive. Okay? Uh Uh-huh. 
So I'm not going to go over specifically why that works right now, but if you want to read more about that, we will once again put a link to that in the summaries page. Uh, do you have any questions about that, Brandon? No, it's just math confusing me. Like, I, I don't understand how that could equal one. Oh, yes. So if you think about it, the frequency and then the one bit is that if the if we add all the frequencies of all so there's three possible genotypes that we can have in this situation, uh-huh. right? Correct. With big yes, A and correct. small a. So if we add the frequency or the proportion of all three genotypes, that would equal to one because that's like a hundred percent. I like to think about that's a hundred percent of the population oh, equals to one. Oh, I see. Okay. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yes, okay. that makes a whole lot more sense. Yes. Yes. And that only, this equation only works when a population is in Hardy-Weinberg equilibrium, okay? Oh, okay. Ah, so it has never worked. I so see. This, po- this equation doesn't work. <laughs> uh, why, why, why? <laughs> but we use it to help to compare it mm. to actual populations. Does that make sense? Interesting. Yes, it does. Okay. Let's do some examples to practice this. And then, and that'll be the last thing we do for this episode. Okay? This will be fun. Okay? For everyone else except for Brandon. (laughs) Not for me. This is going to be terrible. Oh, gosh. Okay. Brandon, let's say that P, or the frequency of dominant alleles, was equal to 0.6. So, in this case, 60% of all alleles are dominant in this population. Okay? Correct. What would the population frequency be of homozygous dominant genotype? <laughs> and I'll, I'll help you out a little bit here for this first one. So, so remember when we split it into three chunks? Yes. Homozygous do- dominant genotype was P squared. Okay? Correct. So yes. how do we get from P to homozygous dominant? From P to homozygous. Wait. Okay. P, but I thought. Yeah. What? P is P homozygous dominant, right? P is the homozygous dominant allele. How do we get from that to the genotype? You square it. You square it exactly. Yeah. So what would point six squared be? Point three six. Beautiful, Brandon. That was so good. Wait, that was all. That's it. That was all I was asking for. Wow. I know. Okay. Okay. And then I'll ask you one more thing. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. This is going to be a little bit harder. Okay. How do you think we would get the population frequency of heterozygous genotype? Of heterozygous? Okay. So my question, I guess, is how do we get Q from P, right? And so the way that we're going to do that in this case is actually in Hardy-Weinberg equilibrium, we can just do P equals 1 minus Q. P equals 1 minus Q, how? Because, the, like, whatever's left over is the frequ- would be the frequency of recessive alleles, considering there's only two types in this case. Okay? Okay. So, if we do 1 minus, like, 0.6, for example, we'd get 0.4, which would be the frequency of recessive alleles. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So how would we get the frequency of heterozygous knowing that heterozygous and then knowing what we know about how to get the heterozygous? Because you said P equals one minus Q, correct? Yes. 
So in this case, it would be 0.4, right? So we're trying to get heterozygous, which is the chunk that is 2PQ. So we'd have to do... 2PQ. So we'd have to do 2 times P times Q. Does that make sense? Got it. Yeah, so it'd be... (laughs) 26 times 0.4 times 2.48. Yes. Would be the answer? Correct. Okay. Perfect. So that's the frequency of heterozygous. And then, lastly, what's the population frequency of homozygous recessive? Which is just the third chunk, Q squared. Which is 4 squared. So, which would be 0.16. Okay. And now, let's see if it works. Add it all up to see if it gets 1. 0.16 plus 0.48 plus 0.36. Oh my gosh. Does it equal one? It does. Wow. Math is what? so cool. Right? Um, no, so, no. I hate it. There is nothing I hated more than what we just did. I can <laughs> confirm that one. Okay. So that is going to be all for this episode today. We will put a couple of more practice problems on the summary page for you all to try out. If you want to take your own try at the math, I'm sorry. It was a little difficult for me to explain some of this math stuff because, you know, math with words is a little bit difficult, but we tried our best. (laughs) Yeah. And it's hard for me to understand. So, (laughs) But we got there. We all got there, which is awesome. So Mm -hmm. if you guys enjoyed this episode, please follow us, subscribe to us, whatever platform you're listening to us on. We would really appreciate it. All of our social media links are going to be in the description down below. So go check those out. We really appreciate all of your support on this podcast. And letting us know that you love the podcast really motivates us to continue doing it. So please, if you do like it, let us know. We really appreciate it. And any feedback that you can give us so that way we can make this podcast the best that it can be would also be really appreciated. All right, and make sure to check out the summaries page, which we keep mentioning. We'll be at notsobrainy.com slash summaries, or you could go to notsobrainy.com and just navigate there. It's not that hard. Okay, and that about wraps things up for this episode. Brennan, any last-minute words? Excellent. I have nothing to add to that. You did well, Brian. You don't have any last-minute words of wisdom for all of us? I mean, okay, my last-minute word of wisdom is do not go through life comparing yourself to perfection because perfection is impossible for us to achieve. If Hardy Weinberg has taught us anything, it is that perfection is impossible and we should not strive for it. (laughs) All right, you heard the man. That's right. (laughs) All right, guys. Guys, gals, and non-binary royalty have an awesome rest of next week have an awesome week after that have an awesome life we'll see you in the next episode bye bye adios